This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Get your mentor today at SCORE.org or call 1-800-634-0245. Welcome back to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. So happy you've joined us. Of course, logging on, SCORE.org will get you all kinds of free small business help, templates and tools, free mentoring, email mentoring, right at your fingertips. Just log on, www.score.org. And to get your mentor, click on Mentoring. This month, the topic, Understanding Finance, Accounting, Critical Numbers and Reports, Metrics. Again, the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast, always here to help you understand a little bit more about small business success. And joining us today, SCORE Certified Mentor, former Chapter Chair and District Director from the Washington, D.C. Chapter, respected board member as well, Hal Shelton. Hal has 36 years of experience in the energy industry, working with Noco and with USEC Incorporated, a global energy company. Hal was senior VP and chief financial officer at USEC Incorporated, and he even quarterbacked its privatization, the largest for a U.S. government entity via an IPO. Hal also is a board member and audit committee chair for a NASDAQ-listed technology company and CFO treasurer for a community health clinic. He knows something about money. Welcome, Hal Shelton. Thanks for being with us, Hal. Thanks for having me. When it comes to finance, many potential entrepreneurs may be putting off starting a small business because they might just not be comfortable with accounting. What would you say to those people? First thought is go for your dream. Uh, Unless you're an accountant starting up an accounting practice or a financial services practice, it's unlikely that accounting is going to be your thing. What you have in mind is a business idea or a skill that the marketplace wants to buy at a fair price. Uh, So you're good at selling, manufacturing, consulting, performing, cooking, whatever it is. These are the skills that are going to create products and services and are going to bring the all-important cash flow. So you should emphasize that and then surround yourself with people who can assist you on areas that you might not be fully up to speed on. And don't forget, you have a SCORE mentor uh, waiting to assist you. You're not alone. Go get help. And definitely, SCORE mentors are fabulous people who volunteer their time. Uh, Log on www.score.org, click on Mentoring, and get your mentor today. What areas or aspects of accounting tend to give small business owners the biggest headaches? I'm sure there's a lot that you could could probably uh, detail on here, but but what are the big headaches that you find? I can think of uh, two. One depends on the kind of business that you have and revolves around inventory. So if you have a a retail store of some kind uh, and you have goods for sale, you purchase them in one period and you sell them in another period and you have to match uh, your sales price with your cost. If you're a manufacturer, uh, you are buying raw materials, you're converting them into a, a part product and then a finished product, and again, you have to match your revenue and your expense. So that whole inventory area uh, is one area that causes uh, people some concern. Um, And there's many ways to solve it. And so you should get the accounting help here clearly to find out which method is best for you. A second area for headache is as your business grows and you're wanting to share your financial statements, let's say with a a big potential customer who wants to make sure that you're going to be uh, financially viable to to fulfill the sale. 
um, most of the time you probably started with a cash-based accounting. Now is the time to convert to accrual accounting. Um, it's not magic. It's just a little bit different and, again, an area uh, to get some help to make that conversion successful. So I think those are probably the two uh, biggest headache areas. When you say accrual counting, is that uh, basically when a company is counting on the business they have coming in to pay back? Accrual accounting uh, basically says that you um, put down on your financial statements uh, monies that that are owed to you that aren't yet collected or monies that you might owe to someone that you haven't yet paid. The first is called accounts receivable, and the second is called accounts payable. Right. And so that's basically accrual accounting versus people start with cash accounting, and the transactions only occur when the cash moves. There's no anticipation in cash, cash accounting. Understood. Okay. And with that, we know that uh, technology absolutely can make accounting easier, especially for those people that are somewhat intimidated by it. Programs like QuickBooks, whether they're at the startup phase or if they're in the growing phase, is is good software all they really need? Uh, For 99% of the companies, I would say definitively yes. Uh, Microsoft, Peachtree, and a few others are big competitors in in this accounting software. Each of the companies has a uh, four or five versions of the software, so you can start uh, with a very simple program for maybe $100, uh, graduate as your business grows to a more complex uh, set of products for maybe $500, and for most businesses, this would be quite satisfactory. The one exception I have seen is some of my clients who have government contracts and have the need uh, for the government to be able to audit their accounting systems. Uh, Sometimes they go for very specialized accounting software uh, that can stand the rigors of uh, a federal, federal audit. But just to repeat, QuickBooks and its competitors is is a good program for most businesses. Something that we hear a lot about in today's technology world is cloud-based storage and cloud-based accounting. You know, the cloud and putting your information out into the uh, Internet universe. What are your thoughts, the benefits, the the pros, the cons of cloud-based accounting? There are obviously benefits, and, but I, and I think the benefits outweigh uh, the risks. Okay. But to be explicit, uh, the benefits are you personally can be anywhere. You can be in, at your office. You could be out at the field of the client, and if you wanted to get into your accounting system, all you needed was an Internet connection. If you're growing uh, or you're engaging people to assist you uh, to do record-keeping, Uh, You can have virtual assistants, and they can live anywhere as long as you get the information to them. They can uh, get into your accounting systems. Uh, You have the benefit of having your accounting data uh, backed up at off-site. It's in the cloud, so it's not uh, in your office. If you should have a fire or a theft, and it would get destroyed. So most uh, accountants say that's a good thing. And finally, if you're using, you know, QuickBooks or Peachtree uh, in the cloud, uh, those firms will continually update. So you'll always have the latest versions of those programs. Uh, the one risk, the big risk, is it's in the cloud. And as we've heard uh, a lot in the news recently, um, the cloud information in the cloud can get hacked. Uh, so you just need to be uh, careful that you uh, sign up with a reputable um, service. 
um, that has the, the best protections that, that they can afford. So again, I think that the benefits there outweigh the risks. Is there a point at which a small business should turn to an accounting professional, whether they hire them in-house or if they have an accountant as a contractor? Is there a point that a small business owner should do this as opposed to handling it all themselves? Um, Good question, and I think there's probably several points and for several different services. So uh, the the first one is you're now in business and you say, ha, I'm going to get myself QuickBooks um, and let me uh, install it. Uh, Intuit, who is the manufacturer of QuickBooks, will say, just open up the box, read the instructions, answer a few questions, and you're, you're in, on board. I find it's best if you can engage a bookkeeper as opposed to an accountant, someone who is experienced in your industry, and let him or her help you set it up. Maybe this is three hours, three to five hours at $35 an hour. Uh, they will help you set up your uh, a chart of accounts, and also the reports that you need, and I think that the money uh, very well spent. The second uh, milestone for getting some professional help is when you uh, have staff, uh, be they employees or contractors, and you now have a payroll. You're making uh, deductions out of each pay. You're filing quarterly information and taxes uh, with the government. You're doing year-end W-2s uh, and 1099s. It's just really hard to get that right because the, the rules by the states are changing all the time. Uh, payroll service processing is very cheap and very competitive, and I would encourage people to uh, engage in a, a payroll service when they reach uh, that point. The third uh, area really relates about uh, the entrepreneur and what they're doing. You know, if they have an extra hour in each day is it better spent doing accounting work and entering information into their accounting system, or is it better to go out and try to make another sale, uh, produce another widget, uh, sing another song, cook another meal, all of which, back to my first point, is the items that generate uh, revenue and cash flow. So with extra time, I think uh, the entrepreneur should be doing what they're good at and engaging someone else to uh, do this back office item. So I think those probably are the key points. Uh, Clearly, uh, taxes, I think like 75 percent, 80% of all tax returns are now performed by a professional uh, tax accountant, and that might be another good time to, to get that last help. I think a lot of people will be happy to hear that. They should really do what they're good at, and the reason that they got into small business ownership should stay the reason as opposed to uh, trying to do things that they don't necessarily enjoy or they're not necessarily good at. Uh, I think a lot of people will be very happy to hear that advice from you. Exactly uh, right. Another piece um, that, that we wonder about, factors uh, that a small business owner should consider when they hire an accountant. We know that there are a lot of accountants out there, and, of course, everyone is going to be better than the next. What are some things that a small business owner and an entrepreneur should consider when hiring an accountant? What are some questions maybe they should ask? You're absolutely right. There are lots of accountants out there, and so one can be quite uh, choosy. At the end of the day, the accountant works for you. You are paying their, their, their fees. So the kinds of questions you want to ask and the things you want to be able to find out about, first of all, do they know your industry? If you're in retail, consulting, uh, manufacturing, whatever it is, healthcare, do they have other clients uh, in that same industry? They clearly won't tell you what someone else is doing, 
uh, by name, but they will be sensitized to uh, how the industry works, what the accounting uh, rules are and practices, and could also help you with the trends in that area. Second question to ask is clearly, what are the fees and how are they calculated? And what I mean here is sometimes when you call an accountant or a lawyer or some professional and you're on the phone asking a question, you feel that the meter is running, and every second you're on the phone is, is costing you. And so you want to find out that if you're allowed uh, so many minutes or hours per quarter to ask questions, because that's why you're engaging these people in the first place, uh, to ask questions and, and come out with the right answer. Clearly, you'll do some homework and find out that these, uh, the accountant um, has good references. And uh, back to the beginning, it's important for you to understand what it is that you want this accountant to do. Is this accountant or bookkeeper, and I'm grouping them as one here, is this transaction processing, uh, entering the data into your Quicken system? Is it quarterly financial statements and estimated tax returns? Is it a year-end returns? Is it K-1s for an LLC? So you need to be clear in your mind uh, what it is that you want them to do. And you probably don't know everything, so I would engage that first discussion of, I'm starting a small business. Uh, how is it that you can help me? And, and from that dialogue, you'll also get a sense of how they are uh, to work with. Great information. Again, we're talking to SCORE certified mentor, a former district director, former chapter chair, Hal Shelton. You're listening to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. The topic, understanding finance, accounting, critical numbers and reports, metrics. Speaking of metrics and, and reports, how, how important is it for a small business owner or how can they benefit from regularly reviewing their financial data with a SCORE small business mentor? A number of benefits. Um, clearly, as you get more familiar with your own business, uh, you'll get some insights. But when looking at your own financial statements over and over, you, you tend to, to miss things or not ask yourself uh, some key questions. So your SCORE mentor who has skills in the financial area and, and knowledge of how to read uh, financial statements will be asking you questions. Why is this coming out this way? Why is your inventory up? Why are your receivables down? Um, did you take a, a salary uh, this quarter and how did you pay yourself? Uh, and that will force you to obviously do your homework, answer those questions, and you will become more knowledgeable about your own business. Uh, the SCORE mentor will also uh, have other clients and will be knowledgeable about your industry and could be asking you then questions about trends. I mean, everybody else in the construction industry uh, had a downturn. Why is it that you're going up? What are you doing well? What are the things um, that you should keep uh, emphasizing on? Also, at the many SCORE offices, they have uh, libraries, or your SCORE counselor will know about certain things on online libraries and will be able to point out uh, booklets and analysis of, of trends in various industries, compare your operating margins uh, with others, and get a sense of how you're doing relative to competition. So it's always good just to get a, another view, another perspective, um, and have those per and get a dialogue with that person to better understand your business. And recall, if you had been working with a SCORE counselor for some time and they helped you 
uh, with your business plan. One of the aspects of the business plan, as we know, is the financial chapter, and there probably had your first uh, set of financial statements as a forecast in that document. We are here for the life of your business. SCORE is there to help you at the onset when you're getting started, uh, developing your business plan, seeking funding, but SCORE is also there to help you grow your business. Is there anything you can say to those people who um, feel like they're in financial trouble now with their business and they're scared to call a mentor because maybe they're just embarrassed about the state of affairs of their business. You start a business uh, because you're very motivated and you're goal-oriented and you clearly want to uh, succeed. Uh, You should not in any way feel embarrassed. You just need to, uh, because there's no reason to be. Uh, You just reach out. and when, you know, there are 14,000 uh, SCORE volunteers with a whole a suite of skills and experiences. And so when you're calling your local chapter or uh, sending in um, an email uh, request for counseling, be fairly specific on the kind of counselor, the skill set that, that you're looking for. And so the right match uh, can be made and someone uh, who can assist you uh, in getting over any of these uh, hurdles and and to a better understanding of your business. Accounting might not be the most fun part of running a small business. I think a lot of people would agree, unless it's for someone like you. I enjoy it. You enjoy it. There are people that are... um, what do they say, left-brained, and they operate in a more, you know, stats and numbers category of business. And then there are those people that really do like the making of things, making the widget, cooking the the pizzas. The accounting side is not the exciting part for them. What can an entrepreneur do to make it more of a routine, more of a pleasant experience, a task, and something that they can check off their list on a weekly or monthly basis as opposed to being so apprehensive about the accounting aspect of business? Um, you mentioned something there that I'd like to hone in on, and that is the, the time frame. If you let all your invoices and bank reconciliations and all the other details of uh, data entry pile up for a month, it will become a mountain, and it will stand between you and some pleasurable activity, uh, going out on a date, uh, taking a bike ride, going out for a nice dinner, And, in fact, it will become a hindrance, and you will really hate it. So I would suggest not letting things pile up, doing things on, you know, 15 minutes a day, an hour a week, and so so the pile does does not become a a mountain. You could also treat it as a little bit of a game. If you're in, in sales and that's your expertise, and you, you know how much you sell, or if you're in manufacturing, you know how much you produce, but how much is it worth? So it could be a game to you to, to try to tr- make that translation between a physical count of, of output uh, to the, the financial um, nomenclature of that. You know, at the end of the day, all the financial statements do is convert everything to a common language called money. So you can make a little game out of it about how much did I actually make. But at the end of the day, if you really do not like accounting, if it really is getting in the way for you enjoying uh, your business. I mean, you're working very hard at your business. You don't want it to be too much of a drag. Then that is the time just go out and hire someone. Do it part-time. Uh, you can, As we talked earlier, you can do it via the cloud. They never have to come to your office. Uh, you're, if you're working at home, you know, they never have to come to your house. And let them handle that. You clearly have to supervise it because at the end of the day, the financial statements are yours. 
and then you can go concentrate on, on what you're good at and what you enjoy. So hopefully those are just little tricks to make it a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, I think those will be great tips. And I think for someone who is obviously in business, they want to make money and to focus on the positives of the task as opposed to the negatives could be a lot of help. And always remember your score mentor is there for you. If you don't have a score mentor, pick up the phone, call us today, or log on www.score.org. You're listening to the Score Small Business Success Podcast. Mr. Hal Shelton, thank you so much for joining us. Former district director and uh, chapter chair certified mentor from the Washington, D.C. chapter. Thank you so much for all the great work you do. Also a, a board member, Hal is very involved with SCORE as an organization and, and has helped lots of small businesses. So thank you for giving us your time today. I appreciate it. Okay, and good luck to everybody in running their business and uh, enjoy it, uh, make money, and give back to your community. This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Get your mentor today at SCORE.org or call 1-800-634-0245.